Travels with John Smith Year 1 Chapter 17 The End is Near Cinderella! Screeches a voice off stage. Two pretty girls strut on stage with the confidence of seasoned actresses. They are the nasty stepsisters, Prunella and Cruella. Their real English names are Chloe and Lainey. The play is a musical and the girls sing the Beyonce song, All the Single Ladies, and do a dance routine. Chloe is a particularly good actress, and I feel like a mother who is proud of her children doing well in the world, and honored as I got to coach them with the singing. They both have lovely voices, so it was more of a confidence mission. Cinderella is played by Lily, who is tiny and gorgeous, like the girl in the movie Crouching Tiger. Lily lived in Australia in her younger years, so her English is perfect. She can sing just about anything, so I really don't know why she needed me to coach her, but the director and co-director, Mike and Shane, asked me to work with her. Mike and Shane are the bad boys on staff. They both like a drink and are very rock and roll as well as very funny and creative. Mike rewrote the play and added some music and references the kids would identify with. Lily is doing two songs, the country rock version of Lady Gaga's I Was Born This Way and Katy Perry's Fireworks. Hancock is a prince charming with a mohawk haircut. He has the love of his life's name, Corey, tattooed around his ankle. She is also in the play but does not have any songs, so I didn't work with her. But where she goes, Hancock goes. They make a beautiful couple, tall, willowy, and elegant. He is a delightful young man, keen to learn, naturally charismatic, without a trace of arrogance. I got to work with him, too, as he had to sing the Justin Timberlake song, Senorita. They changed the name of the song from Senorita to Cinderella. John knew Hancock from math classes and told me I would enjoy working with him, as he is a real character. He was nervous during rehearsals, saying he had only performed in front of his friends, so didn't know if he could do it. Tonight he jumps off stage and dances into the crowd while he is singing the song like he has been performing for years. The play is part of the English Arts Festival, EAF, put on every year by the school. This year the theme is magic. For this festival, John is head of the Fables Department, and I am part of the Music Department, which is headed up by Buck, the same fellow who plays guitar in our band. There is also a Poetry and Magic Show Department. The students had to audition, and we had to choose two to three acts for each category to perform before the musical Cinderella. So John is the coach for the kids who are doing the fables, helping them with acting techniques and costumes, giving them moral support tonight. I help choose the music acts that are performing and am along for moral support on the three nights of performances. Today is Sunday and we are here for the last performance, which is a matinee.
I am playing guitar to accompany the kids from the Foreign National School while they sing the song I Help Them Write for the festival. It's a song about a magic peanut butter sandwich called The Sandwich Adventure. Their ages range range from 5 to 14, and we have been practicing for weeks. They were not thrilled about that part. The older kids made a shadow puppet show to go along with it, so everyone from that school is involved. I brought Buck and Bryn along to pad out the guitar so we sound better. We wait till the last minute to bring the little guys into the auditorium and backstage, as they can get pretty rowdy. The kids are great. Each section sings the part they wrote and do an amazing job. I feel proud of their performance. With the rehearsals for the play, which started a few weeks before we left for vacation at the end of April, the foreign national rehearsals, and everything else that we have been doing around this festival, it has been very busy. One would think I would be learning something from this. Don't say yes to everything. I am looking forward to relaxing a little, and I find out that the No Pop Festival, which we have also been rehearsing for, is starting their rehearsals on Monday, tomorrow. And that festival will be the following Wednesday and Thursday. Lighter, Miser, and Taro are some of the names of the students who created and organized the yearly festival called No Pop. Their slogan is, Refuse to Follow. It is a kind of attack on pop music and the same songs we hear everywhere and over and over because they are the only songs some of the students know. The attack is led by the rebels, the rock and roll students in the school. They are very polite rebels. The funny thing is that some of the same people who are involved with Cinderella are also involved in this. One day, a guy who is on the stage doing a magic show at EAF, and the next, he is manning the lights for No Pop. One guy was the MC for EAF Festival, polite and correct for the audience, which included parents. Then he is rapping on a song he wrote himself, and then playing drums on a heavy metal song for No Pop. After weeks of them asking us to be in the festival, we find out that we have to try out for No Pop. We head down to the big auditorium with all the students and have a go. We don't take anything for granted. This is their show, and we are lucky if they want us in it. Other teachers try out too. They tell us only two teacher acts get to play both nights of the festival. We are one of them. We decide to do the wait, with four of us singing a verse each, then all together at the end. We tell them we need four microphones at the rehearsal, and now we are at the performance and there are only two mics. They seem surprised that we need four mics, and keep asking, four mics? John and I use the house mics, and it is okay, but not ideal. Doesn't seem to make a difference to the audience. One day we are teaching, telling people what to do, what not to do. The next day we are standing here on a stage singing about rock and roll and the same students are screaming like we are the Beatles. They are an amazing audience. The crowd goes wild 
every time one of us starts singing or when anyone does a solo. The band thinks I should do All in My Head, which is a song I wrote with my songwriter pal, Carrie Leonard, about some of the stuff that goes on in my head. I am a little concerned about the lyrics. They say no one will understand them anyway. We start the song. I look out and see the father of a five-year-old I am teaching to read, who is an English-speaking Canadian in the second row. I blush and mumble the Kama Sutra line. The crowd is up and dancing, so I go into the audience to see if I can hear the words. They scream and clamor to touch my hand as I go past. I am relieved, as there's too much going on for anyone to hear the lyrics. At least there is something good about dodgy microphones. John has installed a tin can telephone running from his classroom to another teacher's classroom. The kids are dumbfounded and excited by this ingenious invention. As John says, they all have the latest iPhones and that is forgotten about as they yell into the cans to their friends who they can see through the window in another classroom. I walk past a classroom where John is helping some kids with a math problem after school, and I overhear a girl say, Thank you. Then, as she is leaving, God loves you, Mr. Smith. It is like a scene from Lassie or something. I'm not being sarcastic. It brings a tear to my eye. If I go before he does, I hope someone talks about this generous part of him at his funeral the love his kids have for him in Canada, in China, anywhere. John's students have finally given him a Chinese name other than the direct translation for John. First, they gave him a name of a hero in China, a guy who helped the Chinese people when the Japanese invaded, Wang R. Xiao. He learned how to do the character and say the name the same day. A couple of students said they were uncomfortable with giving him this name because the boy hero was caught and killed, so they gave him a new name, one that is a direct translation of Chocolate Smith, Shu Chao Ke Li. I guess they heard about his penchant for that stuff. I feel like... I've hit a wall this week, and all the work, the extra stuff, being here in China, my age, etc., it's all caught up with me. I am on the second day of feeling pretty down, and I wonder if I can do this again next year. I am practicing saying no at work, and it does feel good when you have been saying yes too much. We decide to go to the Marco Polo Hotel with the rest of the band for a Saturday treat. I swim in the pool, use the jacuzzi, the sauna, and eat some good food at the hotel. I notice something in our room that I haven't noticed before. I open the closet and find two gas masks in it. I don't know if other hotels in other countries supply gas masks in the hotels or not. We play music with the band at the Wuhan Jazz and Blues Club, and it lifts my spirits. Someone suggests we go down to the beach across the street from the hotel where they sell the paper lanterns. 
The lanterns have a wax wicks that people light and send into the sky with a wish. It is a little windy, so it is tricky, but we manage to light the lanterns, make wishes and watch the red glow rise into the night sky and out of sight. There are bats in the sky too, swooping and going a little crazy because of it. If they are blind, I guess they must feel the things coming at them with an intense heat and are confused as to what they might be. It is a wonderful way to end our evening and our year with the lovely people who are not coming back. Monday morning. The sky is clear for our second last flag ceremony. It is steaming hot standing in the big square, going through the motions of singing the Chinese, Canadian, and school anthem. I stand there daydreaming and realize that John will probably not get to do his line dancing idea this year. He has not given up yet, though. He says next year he will host an entertainment club where he can train some kids to go out and train others. I am in the middle of a lesson. Some of my students stand and go to the window facing the big square. They are whispering, and everyone gets up to join them, pressing their faces against the glass, gasping. I hear one of them say, What's happening out there? I am curious now and look for myself. Out the third floor window, we see a mysterious looking fog roll into the campus, and it is now hanging all around us, as if we are engulfed by it. It is an eerie yellow and gray tinged cloud, and it feels as though we could be swallowed up by it, like in a horror film. We leave the building for lunch, and it is still there. The corridors are open to the elements, and it is hanging in the hallways. A couple walk past, and after they are a couple meters away, we can't see them, as if they have disappeared into the fog. There is an odd smell in the air, and in- instinctively, everyone we pass has cloth, Kleenex, or surgical masks covering their mouths. I have to walk over to the foreign national school to work this afternoon, and the campus is deserted. I walk into the school and notice the fog has crept into the main hallway here too, like it is taking over, and it starts to feel like there is to be no escaping it. The foreign national already feels like an outpost of sorts, as it used to be the high school, but now only has three classrooms. Used along with an office, an art room, and a small library. Most of its rooms sit empty and lonely. Even the rooms that are used have become havens for mosquitoes and other bugs who thrive undisturbed until a drawer is opened and they swarm out to feast on whoever is near. Today, in the classrooms, the teachers keep the windows shut tight, air conditioning on. And the kids hold their breath if they go out of the room, but mostly stay in the room for the rest of the day, including recess. We try to find out what is happening, and even with a Chinese person searching online, it seems impossible as sites are blocked or information visibly erased from open forums on the internet. There are rumors that some farmers were burning things, others that there was chlorine in the air, others that hot water had brought the pollution index up from approximately 100 to 400 or higher.
John and I have to go to a photo place in the market to get pictures for our visas for next year, so we go and buy masks while we are there too. It seems surreal that absolutely everyone you meet is wearing a mask. My first thought is that taxi drivers won't pick us up or they won't serve us in a shop because they will think we are robbing them. We decide we would not make very good bank robbers anyway, as the people we pass are calling us by name, despite the masks, and it would be pretty easy to pick us out of a lineup, in a sea of black hair and dark eyes anyway. The idea that the hotel supplied gas masks in each room when we were in Hankou doesn't seem so funny or absurd now. They now seem more useful than the portable toothbrushes or shampoo. It is Tuesday, and the school has supplied every student with a mask. Some teachers and students called in sick for fear of going out. It seems clearer outside, though, so whatever it was, it's probably past. We feel like the end is in sight, and all we have left are final exams. We hear there is another Mandarin competition. The students who have been teaching us... Not much since we got back in May, but all year before that, want to put on another competition to mark the end of the year. I can't face it and say no. John does not want to hurt their feelings, so he says yes. They ask him to write a script in Mandarin and practice with the other teachers on his team. I go to see them and am impressed with John's memory. Every time they ask a question, he knows the answer. He and his team members put on a great show. John and I have gone back down to the weight we were when we got here, after gaining quite a bit in the beginning of the year. We have been trying to eat more sensibly. I am staying away from my favorite snack, Hawthorne candy. I am Patty and I am a Hawthorne candy addict. John and I are both pretty crazy about watermelon shakes but they are pretty healthy, as they are only watermelon and water and ice, as long as you ask them not to add sugar. The day is full of mysterious smoke again, and this time only a few people had their masks on. John is sleeping right now and has complained of feeling unwell, sore, all day. He thinks it is the air. He says it's like inhaling moldy grain, bin dust, for weeks. Maybe he has hit his wall. Tomorrow is the staff party for the end of the year. We are excited about going home to Canada for the summer.